I'm I'm very conservative. You know I'm very conservative. Yeah. I even had the heat on a lot um, in the last couple of weeks because, or the, the when we first had the really bad cold snap of several weeks ago. Um, but my electric bill is always very low. But I'm looking here for at fuel costs and non-fuel costs. I don't know what fuel costs and non-fuel costs are. Does anybody else know? Don't look at me. I've got... Well, it sounds like the non-fuel costs would be all the administrative stuff, you know, what they billing and all that other good stuff. Uh-huh. It is more expensive than my fuel cost. I'm back in. I kicked off my headset, so I stepped on it, so I had to plug myself See, I got you. Uh, I gave you. I sent you an envelope. Did your other envelope arrive yet? My other envelope? Uh-huh. No. You only got one envelope? Right. Okay. Your second one will help your headset. Oh, It's good. a Band-Aid for your headset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious now. It's first aid, I should say. It's first aid, not a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> One of those great big band-aids. Uh-huh. One of those great <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, according to this, for fuel costs, I pay three cents per 1,000 kilowatt hours. I don't think so. Oh, no, it's it's a, it's three cents per kilowatt for the first 1,000, and then it goes to five cents. Well, it's actually four cents and five cents. And that's, that's on the um, fuel costs. And then the non-fuel costs are... Even are are more expensive. So I mean, I'm looking at five cents here and five cents. He's telling us twenty two and twenty four cents. I mean, that's outrageous. <laughs> that is outrageous. I mean, that's seven and eight times what I'm paying. Six times maybe six and seven times more expensive than what I'm paying. Do people still use coal as a source of heat anywhere in the Midwest? Well, I'm thinking that they probably do, but it's not something that they'd like to advertise because of the EPA and the clean air standards that has kept people from using fireplaces and wood-burning stoves. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe somebody in the Midwest can call and, and talk about coal and natural fuels. I, the, the well, we, have, we have gas heat, and I'm you looking at our latest bill, which for the whole month is only $41.59. And it says gas cost per day a dollar eighteen per day. Yeah, I thought when this before this bill arrived that when it did arrive it would be much more than this because it seemed to me like I had. Uh, I mean, I I'm like you. I keep the heat off until I can't stand it anymore. But it did seem like it was on a lot of the time. Yeah, and my gosh, you're in winter, winter up there. I'm not in winter, winter down here. Yeah, I would have I would have thought that it would have been larger than that. So yeah. Yeah. For a while, it works out in my favor. <laughs> you guys pay a lot in taxes. Do they charge your community high in tax rate for utilities? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we've got electric service amount. That's your total bill, which includes fuel and non-fuel costs. And we have a storm charge. I guess they are building up their reserves as well. Our insurance companies here charge an additional assessment on every single insurance policy for hurricane recovery from seven years ago. Um, gross receipts, whatever that is, a gross receipts tax. What is a gross receipts tax? A franchise tax, or charge rather. So I've got my electrical costs, <laughs> 
plus storm charges, plus gross receipts tax, plus franchise charge. This is incredible. Yeah. So you should never have looked at that bill. I never should have looked at that bill. You know what I do look at is usage, and I compare usage to last year. Mm. And my goal is to always use, even if it's only one kilowatt hour, um, to use a little bit less than the year before. Mm. And until we get to a heating month, I'm usually pretty good. But I didn't read that carefully. I don't think I should have done this. See what you made me do? <laughs> it's all Walton's fault. Well, anyway, the the assessment is Alaska is paying a fortune for fuel. Yeah. I have a new trivia question. Uh-oh. We're ready. Did you look at the U.S. Census um, numbers that came out a week ago? Yeah, it was a 308 million, and then there was something that when they counted, it went way up. So, um, what what did they count? What did they factor in in the second number? I don't know. Probably undocumented workers. I don't and, know. Uh, you know, it could have been. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my my question is, did you see what state of the union had the fastest grossing, grossing population? Oh, the fastest growth yeah. was not New York. No. It was not Michigan. No. It was not. No, they, they were um, southern states. Um, and Georgia, maybe a, a midwestern. And, and no, and you know what? And, and give me the percentage how fast it grew. Uh, give you what? The percentage of growth. <laughs> well, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a staggering amount. You sure that's all you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy I remembered the three hundred and eight million. I know. <laughs> I was impressed. I know yeah, that. Oh, thank you, Kenneth. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to go get my coffee. <laughs> you guys duke it out, and when Walden comes up with a qu- with an answer and no more hints, just wake me up, okay? Well, you might as well come up with the answer now because I haven't what? got a clue. What? I, just, I didn't even know as much as you knew about what? this. He's going to ask another question. What? No answers. What state of the union is so close to all of our hearts? Texas. Well, right, Ken! <laughs> So my question is, get, tell me the percentage of growth. Ah, uh, it was a gigantic amount. It is or it isn't a it gigantic is. amount. It is a gigantic amount. Fifteen percent. More. Wow. Fifteen um, percent. It was. It was twenty percent. Wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. Time out. You mean to tell me that from migration? The population increased 20% from in-migration? The, the population testers have grown by over 20%. But not from in-migration? No. But okay. Basically, the reason why... Oh, that was over 10 years. Oh. Uh-huh. But the, the main reason why is because of the, the hurricane in Louisiana. Most of people moved to Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember hearing about yeah. that. So, you know, that's a pretty big state with a big population, but they still had an increase over 20%. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I remember hearing a couple of years ago, I guess they do this annually, um, the top 10 or whatever number it is, um, best cities to live in or most popular cities. And uh, as of a couple of years ago, anyway, it was Austin, Texas. So. Yeah, that would, that would consider a very nice city to live in if you wanted to pick out, yeah, you know, all the stuff they have over there. 
even better than Costa Mesa? Well, that's a hidden secret. I don't. <laughs> you don't want, to, you don't want a word to get out on that, right? <laughs> even better than Fort Myers. <laughs> yes. Well, I think those surveys are generally made by cities of certain sizes. They are. They're uh, metropolitan yeah. statistical areas, and you have to have a population of more than 500,000 to qualify for that. Right. Are you impressed? I am. Good. You know more than I do. It's an MSA. When you look at uh, looking up stuff, it's an MSA, Metropolitan Statistical Area. Oh, I'm so impressed with myself. I, I said something that you didn't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> now for my next year's trick. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Um, what was I asking? I had to ask before. You, you lost out on the snow. Yep. We were asking something at the it, opening of the show. It wasn't about Christmas presents. The heating bills. Say what? The heating bills. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we, were, we, we talked about that here. Mm-hmm. But I asked something for phone calls in, and it was off the top of our heads. I share the responsibility here. Um, but I can't recall what it was. What were we asking for? Silent Night. You were asking for Silent Night. Uh-huh. And you just gave your own answer. That's right. So what the, what's the question? Well, the question was, <laughs> which Christmas song was created for the guitar? Um, but gee willikers, there was something I asked. Kenneth, what did I ask? Silence. I don't My remember. big brave men. <laughs> well, you asked about Mac the dog. I asked about Mac. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was something about, about Boris Karloff or the Grinch. I don't remember. So... And you asked about the uh, visiting St. Nick. He answered those two. He answered that one. Mm-hmm. You, you only given him one fib question. I don't think you figured he's going to take a shot at the other two. Right. And it was a sick It question. was something more than that. It was um, we were asking people to call in with something, and one of yeah. them was who's going to beat Fred's snow pile. Uh-huh. And what was the other one? Well, we often, and, and uh, we asked about the least favorite Christmas song, but we... Yeah, we, that's the ticket. What's but, it? And, and you can't you use Run Over by a Reindeer doesn't count. count. None of the... <laughs> <laughs> None of the gunk. We don't have I Want a Hippo for Christmas or anything like that. <laughs> Your last... Um, the people were... Oh, uh, let's see. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I might have been at work or I was somewhere where they were piping in Christmas music... And I thought, you know, this one is a close candidate to overtake Grandma. Now I, all I got to do is remember what it was, and it, it wasn't one of the novelty ones. It was. Um... By the way, while he's thinking, I should have introduced Ken Goff, who is one of our volunteer DJs. Not that we have anything other than volunteer DJs. Everybody's a volunteer at the station, and Ken is on tape number fourteen. Fourteen. You're right. See, we could give him a prize for that. He got that right too. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it one that is popular or we should know about? Was a yes no question. I'm sorry, say again. <laughs> I said is it one that's popular and we should know about? 
and you said and I'm you were, trying to, well, like I said, I, I I know I thought that thought, and now I'm trying to remember what song it was. Well, while you're thinking about that, maybe you can tell what was the coldest day you ever lived through, Ken? That's a good one. Day. The coldest day. How cold? And give us the story behind the coldest day. Well, it probably was, uh, it must have been a below zero day. Um, Where? More than likely it was here in Michigan. I mean, I've lived in Michigan and Delaware and Vermont and New Hampshire and Massachusetts. But of all of those, Michigan's the most infamous for, I mean, it's either, <laughs> I've made this comparison before. Uh, in conversation with Patricia, I think, and with some people at work, but uh, seems to me like the the weather in Michigan is a lot like the weather in Korea. It's either freezing, or boiling, or the wind is blowing to beat the band, or there's enough rain coming down to wash everybody away. And the, the only reason I say Korea is because seems like every episode I've ever seen of the TV program Mash, it's one kind of inclement weather or another. So that's how I hooked up Michigan with Korea as far as weather goes. But, um, oh, I, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I was living where I'm living now here in uh, Shelby Township, Michigan, which is one of the northern suburbs of Detroit. And I just had to go a couple of miles down the road to run a couple of errands. And on the way back, I decided to stop and get gas. And stupidly, I didn't have any gloves with me. And uh, I got out to pump the gas, and I, again, like I said earlier, I probably only put 10 gallons, maybe 15 at the most in. And how long would it take to do that? It shouldn't take very long. But I literally thought I was going to freeze to death before I could get that gas in the car and get myself back inside the car as well. Um, so it was probably, I think it was below zero that day, and the wind was blowing pretty good, so... Go, go, Lord only knows what the wind chill effect was, but um, yeah, that was. I mean, when it's when you go outside and it's so cold that your bones ache, that that's when you know it's cold, and that's the way it was this particular day. So yeah, that'd be my answer to that one. And as far as the Christmas song goes, uh, I think it would be. Uh, Well, I don't know what the name of this song was, but it, 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 it was, <laughs> Sing a few. was... It was mostly an instrumental, but there were some vocals. It starts out as a vocal, and you hear some bells ringing in the background, and then the vocal, the vocalization stops, and for... It must go on for at least a minute or two, right in the middle of the song. All you hear is the music and these bells, and it goes on for long enough that you think, this... The record must be skipping or something because, you know, it just it was just the same sound over and over again, like it was looping or something. And then finally, the vocalists come back in at the end. So I don't know if it was somebody's uh, variation of Carol of the Bells or what it was, but I I remember thinking, boy, this is an annoying song. It was the manager's niece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, then ask me what was the coldest I was ever in. Got to be Buffalo, right? Patricia? Yes, Walden? How cold? <laughs> How cold was really cold the one and true day that you remember in your lifetime 
that you really were and where. I really, 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 really was cold. Yeah. I was driving a Volvo, which traditionally is an outstanding car. They had one year when there are pieces of Volvo still drizzled all over the New York State Thruway, and they belong to my car. But <laughs> I was up in upstate New York, and I mean sincerely upstate New York, like close to Vermont, and driving up to visit my mom, who lived up there at the time, and I had no idea what cold was in that part of the state. And she said, you know, it's pretty cold up here. And her husband, uh, he was really sweet. And he, he got on the phone. He said, you know, it, it really, it's, um, it's, it's probably pretty cold for you up here. Well, pretty cold for me. It was well below zero. I got out to put gas in the car. Again, it must be the gas stations. Gas stations, you get a wind effect, you know, a wind tunnel effect, so it makes it worse. Hey. And the lock on my gas cap was frozen. Uh-oh. It was just frozen shut. There was no way they could get it open. I don't know how they finally did, but somebody in the garage figured out a way to get the cap off, uh, you know, to, to let me unlock the gas cap. And it wasn't a, a lock I had put on. It came with the car, and I guess that was the last year they did that, too. But um, I, I'm assuming he came out with something like a cup of coffee. or You know, there was something he had that had to warm up the lock enough that it could turn. It was frozen. Yeah. And I was frozen. I was very frozen. Unreal. My stepfather thought it was the funniest thing. I mean, he really had a sense of humor. And I'm standing in there, I am, I'm in the living room, and I am just frozen to the bone. And I hadn't, I, I wore a dress. I mean, I had a cute little dress on, you know, kind of perky and, and regular shoes. I did not realize I should have had winter leggings on, you know. He didn't uh -huh. say that. He just said it was a little cold. And, yeah, I said, Clark, what did you do to me? And he's laughing. He said, Pat, Patricia, I told you it was cold up here. I said, no, no, no. You said it's probably cold for you. <laughs> and it was. It was. But, oh, my gosh, when I cold. I don't ever remember being that cold again in my life. Wind. Well, I know when I lived in Vermont, it seemed like... Whenever you got snow, it was always at least a foot, and it was always that heavy, wet packing, which is good for snowballs, but not too good for driving. No. The other thing about Vermont is, is that it seemed like everybody, at least in the part of Vermont that I lived in, which was down in the south east corner, we were right on the border of Vermont and New Hampshire, but uh, it was... Uh, the southern end of the state rather as opposed to the northern end. It seemed like everybody lived at the top of a very steep, winding driveway, usually <laughs> in paved. How they got there in order to come down. Right, yeah, and uh, that was, <laughs> I, uh, it seemed like um, also uh, usually what would happen with the snowstorms is that they would start about an hour before I would leave work and come home, which would be like, two, three in the afternoon. And I would, this driveway would start out flat. It was unpaved. It would start out flat, and you'd go about 100 feet, and then it would start to slowly incline. And then it took a sharp turn to the left. And just before you got up to the parking lot in front of the townhouses, um, is 
when it reached its steepest incline. And uh, it was really steep. It was almost like if you pulled to the steepest part and parked sitting in your car, it'd be like you were in uh, the space shuttle waiting to take off. You know, it would just you'd be almost pointing straight up. And uh, as you made that turn, on the left-hand side, there was just a little gully that snow would always collect in. And if you got uh, either one of the tires on the driver's side of the car into that gully, you probably were going to get stuck. And on the right-hand side, it was even better. No wall, no fence, no kind of retainer, just uh, the edge of the driveway. It would drop off about 20 feet down into a creek. And uh, I'd get to the highest uh, incline or you know, the steepest incline, and then the car would start to slide backwards. And uh, I'd be thinking about both the left-hand side with the gully, but I'd be thinking even more about the right-hand side, which was down into a creek. And uh, so eventually I learned to, when, when, when that, the car started to slide backwards, I would slam the steering wheel to the left and the car would literally turn around. So that at least now you were facing in the direction you were going. <laughs> and uh, then it would go so far and get stuck. <laughs> and so now not only am I stuck, but nobody that's up in the parking lot is going to be able to get past me to get out. And nobody that's out and wanting to come up and get in is going to be able to do that. So then I'd have to get out and walk up the driveway and into the apartment and call the landlord and he'd come out and uh, plow the driveway enough so that I could get out of everybody else's way. That happened more times than I care to remember. I was, wow. you know, the only thing I didn't like about Vermont was those winters. Huh. That's, that's 11 months out of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing about Vermont winters. It's, uh, you know, it starts snowing, uh, September 1st and doesn't stop until about May 1st. So. We're going to hear from um, from Fred in Vermont <laughs> before the night is over. He's going to call us back and let us know what the weather report is. Good. I'd be interested to know. I've heard that they were supposed to get, I mean, maybe not Vermont, but I think it was more the East Coast was supposed to get some kind of a, a heavy-duty storm this weekend. Yep, that's Charles. I sent it to him. Oh, that's right. Uh -huh. Charles crossed you, and now he's got to pay for it, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> sure. Anybody who's who's mean to Patricia gets a snowstorm. That's right. <laughs> or I have a couple of other things in my bag. I mean, if you'd like um, a, a roaring thunderstorm or lightning, I can do that, too. Uh, yeah, I would like that. I've got uh, a couple of CDs like that, and... Uh, yeah, send me anything you got like that. <laughs> well, I mean for real. I'm sending. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, you and I have talked about this before. I love rainstorms, so yeah. If you can, if you can make that happen, that wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Let me ask you this. Definitely, if you want it, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets so cold. Oh yeah. Uh, do things don't work? I'm thinking. I'll give you an example. I was. Uh, Griffith went up skiing up to Big Bear, and I mean, you know, I didn't know, I mean, I don't live in cold weather, and we took a van up, and uh, the door wouldn't move. Uh -oh. That's why I'm glad to, I'm a pretty strong guy, 
So I grabbed the handle and the uh, I yanked it, and the handle came off in my hand. <laughs> you know, but uh, but I noticed when we went back down, we could get the door to move. But I guess when it get cold enough, things get frozen up. But that pretty uh, typical. It does, but especially if there's any moisture in the track, it it would freeze the door right into the track. Mm. Right. So, but the answer is yes. There are some things that get so cold that they're brittle. They'll just disintegrate when you put pressure on them. Like me. Oh, what about people's houses? Do they get so cold that things could break? Yeah, pipes uh -huh. will explode. Okay. Yeah, pipes, yeah. Uh -huh. sure. I hear about that all the time. In fact, they, they used to recommend, they probably still do, um, if you're going to be away from home, for you know any length of time like a couple of weeks or longer uh, to leave just a trickle of water running through the spout so that uh, I guess the pipes are less likely to freeze if the water is moving than if you right. just shut it off entirely. Yep, it's just a, a drip and especially on the outside uh, faucets if, uh, if you haven't drained the pipes, shut off the water and drained the pipes and actually gotten all of the water out of there if you leave a faucet dripping, just drip, drip, just one of those deals, it will keep enough water moving in the pipe so that it doesn't freeze. But as soon as it stands still, you're toast. Yep. When it freezes, the pipes just go pop. Sorry, Walden. I missed a lot of stuff, haven't I? Yes, you have. <laughs> he doesn't sound like his mind's missing. No. Oh. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, you understand now what I have to go through every Saturday night, right? Yeah. They'll say, okay, all right, well, let me give you a hint. It it was a green beret on the fourth down on the baseball game. <laughs> I don't know what these things are, Walden. Just give me the answer. Well, I'll give you another hint. Walden, tell me what the answer is. No, here's another hint. <laughs> That I can give as much hints as possible that people can figure this thing out. When when we say give us mercy, that's the clue, Walden. I know. <laughs> that's the clue. Oh. So, did you do anything? Did you get anything? Did you think of anything special for Christmas? Uh, not really. I just uh, I had all this past week off. They didn't have any hours for me uh, this past week. Uh, so I just uh, occupied myself with uh, lots of housework, and uh, I recorded another episode of my YUSA show. This one's going to feature two episodes of The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, both of them starring Basil Rathbone and Nigel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's my best buddy. Uh, and my best buddy. What show are you playing this week? I, listen oh. I can't remember what I listened to. So far ahead, I don't even remember. I, isn't it uh, Red Skelton and um, Gunsmoke or something like that? Let me let me look it up. Go to, here. go to the website and find it on the website. And if you want any information about Yesterday USA, you can go to the website too at yesterdayusa.com. Uh, yeah, Red Skelton, The Little Christmas Tree, which apparently was a. a uh, a sketch they would do uh, every year at Christmas time. 
and uh, Gunsmoke, The Christmas Story. That's what's running right now. I did not listen to that one. And then next week it's going to be, or when or when the next two-week period begins, it's going to be, um, I think it's Fibber McGee. It's two more Christmas shows. It might be Fibber McGee and Jack Benny or somebody like that. I was glad. I usually, but I'll, I'll usually do A Christmas Carol and um, Miracle on 34th Street. I did those several years in a running, but I'm glad I didn't do it this year because it seemed like a lot of other people were doing it. So that way we had less uh, repeats. Uh, Super McGee and Bob Hope. And the interesting thing about this, and I didn't even know it until I was recording the the program, um, is that these two episodes, Fibber and then Bob Hope, uh, when they aired originally, aired back-to-back on the air that night. It was uh, December 23rd, 1941. Ah, okay. So that, that made it kind of interesting, too. So, uh, yeah, there's that, and then, like I said, after that, it'll be Sherlock Holmes. Right. I got those from uh, the thing you uh, clued me into, the uh, Internet uh, archives. Uh-huh. They have a whole mess of those episodes up there, so. It's good. It's a good place. So, okay, well, I will get forth, um, or go forth and get forth. What is that? I go forth and get you. Okay. Your super special shows and stuff. Okay. That's stuff in the folder. It's really a good folder. I will do that. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. We have a, a great rest of Christmas holiday and into the New Year's and uh, Walton lets me go to bed it's still Christmas uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll talk to you again probably soon good thanks for calling you have a great night okay you too good night Ken bye 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 714 it worked! It worked! But he got it! Hooray! Hello there, you're all Patricia. Hello? We lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Walden? Uh-huh. We lost somebody? We did. All gone. Seven one four. Five four five. Two oh seven one. Alright, now as a punishment. <laughs> Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Well, I want to know what I did to deserve all the snow we're going to get hit. <laughs> oh, I forgot you were on the tail end. Oh dear, some, oh gosh, I'm going to have to cancel the order. Is like cancel the order? <laughs> we're going to get hit from 12 to 18 inches. Okay, well, well, next week, when you call in next week... Uh-huh. Talk about the 12 to 18 inches, and you will have beaten Fred, unless, of course, it continues into Vermont, and he, he gets 18 inches on top of it. But early in the show, I asked if anybody has more than 10 inches on the ground to call me, and you'll win a prize. Um, but nobody called. Yours is coming. So next week, you have to tell me how much you got. Yeah. How you doing? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little disappointed. My poor Mutash man is very sick, so he could not spend Christmas with us. So we have to wait for one day uh, when we can get the the huskies out and the sleighs out to go down to see him with all this snow that's supposed to come. But um, Mutash man was, is not something I'm familiar with. My my grandson. That's his nickname, oh, okay. Mutash man. You know the song Hound Dog Man? No. Um, there was a song done by Fabian in the very late 50s, early 60s. That was uh, was Hound Dog Man, Hound Dog Man, I'm going to be your Hound Dog Man. Well, when my grandson was born, my son says to me, My, he's got a moutache, meaning a little mustache over his lip. Okay. I nicknamed him Mutash Man, so I sing Mutash Man, Mutash Man, you're going to be my Mutash Man. Got it. Oh. Okay, I was in the dust on that one for the for a bit. Okay. And he but giggles it, when you sing that to him, but he's very sick, and so better. Um, and so they had to spend Christmas home. What what is what is the matter with him? He's got the upper respiratory. Oh, brother. Uh, oh, boy. There are some honeys going around this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are some duties. So did you do something special for Christmas? Did you get something special? Did you see something special? Did you give something special? What's special about your Christmas this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, I received a lot of goodies. What goodies did you get? I received this huge picture frame that has miniature, well, it's really like CD-sized covers of every album the Beatles did for my oh music my. room. Oh, my. I received a Blu-ray player that you can get. It's Blu-ray and DVD that you can get Netflix through the Internet on, Pandora on. It's an amazing thing. I can't wait for the other pieces to come that you have to buy extra for because they don't tell you that. <laughs> you get the Bluetooth set up for $4.95 and the rest yeah. costs $4.95. Yeah, one of those deals. Oh, no. <laughs> and what else? Oh, my husband. Um, in, in the Greek faith, when which my first husband was Greek, and... Uh, when my son was born, the husband is supposed to place a piece of gold in the wife's hand when she gives him a son. So my piece of gold was my cross. And when my son got married, I turned my cross over to my daughter-in-law. So I've been crossless for quite a few years, and all I really wanted for Christmas was a new cross. And my husband presented me with a beautiful new cross for Christmas. Oh, that's sweet. I, I was I was very happy, you know, and little goodies here and there. But all in all, it was very you know, it was very quiet. I'm not used to quiet. Yeah. You know, and I baked all those cookies and everything. And <clears throat> unfortunately, either my hips are going to get wider, or the garbage bag is going to get bigger. Well, didn't I tell you the recipe for, for um, calories here? <laughs> no. Oh, gee, forgive me. I thought I did this already. If you break the cookies and leave them sit for a minute or two, all of the calories leak out. You never eat a whole cookie. 
Ah. Oh, goodness, I have to teach you everything. Well, you know, I'm never too old to learn a new trick. That's what you do. You break the cookies and all the calories leak out. I have to remember that, and with each bag of box of cookies that I give, I'll have to give that instruction. Well, not only the instruction, I mean, you could just smash the box before you give it. Or I can include one of those little mini hammers that they sure. crack them themselves, you know. Sure. Never eat a whole cookie. Tell them, have a crummy Christmas. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. But And my husband was very happy with all his gimmick gifts because he's a tool man. He's, you know, a new thing comes out from skill or from craftsmen. He knows he's going to have it. You know, I save my pennies all year to, to give little things that mean a lot. But it was very quiet. I'm not used to quiet. Yeah. Yeah, you're used to when your husband gets busy with his um I I just my my brain just went his tools. His projects with his craft and his tools. His craftsman is the word I was looking for. His tools. Yeah. When when he gets new tools. It, it, does he have hobbies? Does he is he a furniture builder or does he like oh, to around with wood called, or No, it's called everybody get out of the way. Got it. And have 911 on speed dial. Been there, done that. Thank you. Yeah. He, I mean, I've come home from years ago. I would come home from work, and my neighbor was like, I had to rescue your husband. He was hanging from the, from the <laughs> gutter. He, the ladder went, and he was hanging there uh -oh. to get him down. Thank, you know, goodness. I, Thank goodness for neighbors. Yeah, you never knew. What, you never know with him what's going to happen. He's... He's, he's very accident-prone at times, so I have sometimes I hover over him like a mother hen. What are you doing? Let me help you. Let me let, let me hold that for you. Let me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <that> poor man. <laughs> did you um, did you listen to the Fibber McGee and Molly show? Of course I did, but you know what happened? <laughs> I passed out and fell asleep afterwards. <laughs> I didn't make it to your questions. <laughs> But you listen to the show. Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. Well, um, well, I'll give you the first one anyway. I'll read all three to you. Uh, Ken Goff, excuse me. Ken Goff missed the show, but was here for the questions. Uh -huh. You missed the questions, but you were there for the show. I think you're ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're ahead of the game. Mrs. Wimple wrote a poem about the Santa on the street corner. What was he encouraging people to do? I don't remember. Okay. Um, Doc Gamble asked Fibber if he planned to use a specific thing when Fibber was decorating the Christmas tree. What was it? A ladder? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Right. Planning to use a ladder there when he decorated the Christmas tree. And the last one is, what is Teenie's real name? It's Elizabeth. Yes. Elizabeth. Mr. Wimple was talking about the Santa on the street corner. He was encouraging people to make a contribution to the Salvation Army. It was a bell uh, ringer. It, it was a bell uh, ringer, Santa. Uh, no brainer. I should have had that one. Eh, I mean, who could know? I'm so tricky. Budgicals. Oh, well. I'm so tricky. No, I was thinking to myself that if I did get one right, because mm -hmm. okay, when I woke up, I was like, where am I? Who am I? Mm -hmm. 
what am I? And I turned around and I said, and I, I did remember that if I did win, if you had any of the Elgin two-hour Don Amici Christmas shows, I would love to have them. I know, I know there were four. I don't know if there were more than four. I know there were four. But if you had them or had access to them, I would love to have them. Let's see if I can they find them. Walden is going to be my... my they, were, they were up on archive.org. Okay, so these are the ones that I have. I took down the... Oh, there are four. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I do have the four of them. The, they were done during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Right. There are four special Elgin shows, and um, I have them. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. I knew that if anyone would be able to help me out with that, it would be you, Patricia, and Walden. I knew that. I got them because that's what um, Brian Haygood asked for last year. Is that correct, Walden? Uh -huh. It was one of those. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the stuff we were using to transcribe a Let's Go and Skip at one time out of that. Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's how I wound up finding them. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for asking for something that I spend so much time looking for. Yeah, well, because in the in show number four, the one gentleman recites a poem, and it's about a son asking his father why there was war, what the war was about, and there was the father read a poem as an answer, and the poem brought me to tears. And I said, you know what, if I win again, I'll have to ask if you have all, I knew there were four, there could have been more, but I knew there were four, if you, if you had them, if, if I could get them. Yeah, I think the father who read that was Robert Young. It might have been, yeah. I really don't recall. Yeah. Okay, I've heard those several times, and there's a beautiful poem, okay, you talked about his son. Who's a yeah. flyer, yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. in the end he said, so that's why, son, mm -hmm. we were at war, or that's why there was war. But it, it it just spoke of humanity and being together and peace and, you know, and acceptance of each other, no matter the differences that people might have. And it was just so beautiful that it brought me to tears, and I was like, i got to have that. <laughs> Well, you can have it. Thank you. I mean, and did, that simple or what? Yes. Did you have a wonderful Christmas? I had you a wonderful... You were very, very busy on the air and everything, and I tried to listen to as much as I could. And uh, the interview with the Jot em Down, I mean, at, at the end it was breaking up because you, she wasn't hearing you. Right. Saying, Hello. Sad <laughs> for you because you were kept you kept asking her the one question about Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, now we'll never get the answer <laughs> because you had to move on to another question." And I was like, "Darn, now I'll never hear the answer." But I thought that all of the interviews and everything were very, very good. I enjoyed them. Uh, the mayor from Alaska. What a trip he was. Isn't he something else? I told him on the air the other night that if he got any more bubbly, we'd have to call him champagne. Yeah. He just is so, he's so, and I mean, he's the right 
choice for that job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But I turned around. I, I did listen to as much as I could, you know. And uh, kudos, kudos, kudos. Thank you from us. Thank you from us. Thank you from us. It was so did you get any goodies? Say what? Did you get any goodies from? Uh, I got some goodies. Santa Claus. I got some, got some goodies. Good. Nice goodies. Yeah, I got some goodies. So. Did you, did Walden, did you enjoy your Christmas dinner yesterday? Uh-huh. I, I, I've had three in two days. Your Christmas dinner. Please put an S on the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I meant to, I, 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 shame on me. I should have said dinners. Yes. We had three in two days. We're, we're going to have to roll him onto a bucket loader. And 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 then we always really go big time for New Year's Eve, so I'm looking forward to those, those, those two meals coming up next weekend. Never mind. We're going to get... No preview meals, Walden? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, we, get leftovers to, we get leftovers this week for a while. Leftovers are so good. There's something so special uh-huh. about leftovers. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but they, they taste better. So I'm I'm interested to see what it is. Hopefully it'll be prime rare, but we'll see. Ah. We'll see. We'll see. Good yeah. grief, Walden. Yeah. Yes, my dear. We're we're gonna have to rent a bucket loader to move you from point A to point B. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I have a treadmill in the garage. <laughs> hey, Walden, yeah. are you safe in your area from all these mudslides? Uh huh. Um, Laguna Beach, where you see all the news, that is 30 minutes south of me. <laughs> Um, I, I I am in the area where we get, we don't get that much rain. We're, we're, we're everything going below us and above us. So we we had to drain the pool three times this week, but still, oh. it ain't, oh. ain't, ain't uh ain't it been it's been good. 